0: Today on the show, I'm speaking with Dr. Joe Dispenser, who scientifically explains why the law of attraction works. So stay tuned. <music> Hi, I'm Natalie Ledwell, and this is The Inspiration Show, and today my special guest is Dr. Joe Dispenza. Hi, Dr. Hi, Joe. Hi, Natalie.
1: Happy to be with you.
0: <laughs> Great to have you here. Um, you've come down especially for, from L.A., for, and I've got to have a small amount of your time today, so I'm very, um, very honoured.
1: I'm happy to be with you.
0: <laughs> now, uh, you may uh, recognise uh, Dr. Joe from the movie What the Bleep, if you watch that. Um, so what, what is your title? What do you call yourself?
1: Uh, researcher, scientist, author, uh, hopefully uh, transformational agent. I yes. mean, I'm really interested in the how-to. I mean, I think it's a time in history where it's not enough to just know. I mean, information is really readily available. It's a time in history really to know how. How to apply this to our lives? To see how if we can really go from philosopher to initiate to master to yes. make that journey. And so. People want to know how now and and i think after what the bleep in my first book the most common question that we got in terms of feedback was how do we do this you know mm. how do we create the life we want and why why am i not creating the life i want so we started teaching workshops around the world and and all of a sudden the miraculous started happening and uh got pretty exciting
0: i know it's um you know we especially with the secret i think with The Secret and What the Believe, which are pretty much around the same time, mm-hmm. it kind of really awakened a whole mass of people to, oh, I, I actually can control my life and I can have more control over my outcomes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, The Secret actually for me was was a, a big eye-opener. There was a mm-hmm. couple of epif- epiphanies I had from that, which changed the course of my life, mm-hmm. which is probably responsible for, for the business that we have now. Um, but what I love about what you teach is is you give us the scientific explanation behind why all the concepts that were discussed in The Secret, why they actually work.
1: Mm. I think science is the contemporary language of mysticism. I think once you start talking about culture or tradition or religion, you divide an audience. But if you use science, I mean, you combine a little quantum physics with a little neuroscience, a little neuroendocrinology, a little genetics, you're learning valuable information about yourself. But the new science is telling us that we're not hardwired to be a certain way for the rest of our lives, and really we're not doomed by our genes, but we're marvels of adaptability. But there's a caveat to that. Then the caveat is that if you think the same thoughts, you make the same choices that create the same behaviors, that produce the same experiences, that create the same emotions, and those emotions drive the same thoughts, well, now you will hardwire your brain and emotionally condition your body and signal the same genes in the same way and now you're headed for your genetic destiny. So the process of evolution then requires us to see that new thoughts should lead to new choices, which should lead to new behaviors, which should create new experiences, that create new emotions, and all of a sudden that's called evolution. And your biology really is a reflection of your, your mind and your consciousness.
0: You know, I think a lot of our audience do understand that we do have programming and specific thoughts that we've picked up Throughout our life, um, and a lot of the times, uh, some of the programming or beliefs that we have have come from some experience that we had as a child that had a particular emotional charge for us. Absolutely, you know. So, Absolutely. so we have these these thoughts that are maybe sabotaging our success. How easy for us, is it for us to be able to change those into something more empowering?
1: Great question. So feelings and emotions are the end product of past experiences and you can remember experiences better because you can remember how you feel you can remember graduating from college or you can remember your wedding day or the birth of your children or you you can remember where you were on 9-11 most Americans can remember that because when you're in the midst of an experience everything you're seeing and smelling and tasting and feeling and hearing all of your five senses plug you into the environment and as your brain is gathering all this vital sensory data the moment that information reaches your brain it causes jungles of neurons to organize themselves into networks. The moment those neurons string into place, the brain makes a chemical, and that chemical is called a feeling or an emotion. So if feeling and emotions are the end product of past experience, and you're feeling the same way every single day, it means nothing new is happening in your life. And if feelings and emotions are the end product of experience, and you believe that your thoughts have something to do with your destiny, and you can't think greater than how you feel, or feelings become the means of thinking, then you're literally thinking in the past and you will continue to observe your life from the same level of mind and you will continuously create your your past. So then when children, when we have these experiences in our life that brand us emotionally, they lay the foundation of who we are. But we become distracted. We can plug ourselves into the external world and we can use the environment to distract us from how we feel. You know, you can go to college, you can go to school, you can make friends, you can move to a new place, you can buy a car, you can get a dog, you can get married and get divorced, you can buy another house, you can buy new cars. All of that really works till we're about 35, 40 years old. Right. And all of a sudden you start to predict the feeling of everything in your life and now that feeling isn't going away. And this is really the midlife crisis. This is where people start to wake up and the soul starts to say pay attention because if you don't you're going to slip into oblivion. So those, those, so those emotions then have an amplitude. The experiences in our life that are very highly charged have an amplitude of energy that's causing circuitry to be patterned and emotions to be conditioned in the body. So then in order to change some belief or perception that you have about yourself and your life you have to make a decision with such firm intention that the amplitude of that decision is greater than the hardwired program in your brain and the emotional addiction in your body in other words you have to make a stronger decision and that choice has to be an experience that you never forget and the experience then reshapes the brain and reconditions the body and we've all done it you know we've all come to a point in our life where we've said i made up my mind and your body begins to respond. That kind of energy, that kind of amplitude is how we create the miraculous.
0: Right, and we're talking about a strong intention. You know, I often talk about how, you know, we, we talk about writing out goals and writing out affirmations to help you visualize this, this new future or new goal that you want to live. But the strength of having an emotion-filled statement, which is that intention that you know what, this time no matter what right. I will be achieving
1: this. Well, let's talk about that because it's a really fundamental aspect because your personality creates your personal reality, that's it. And your personality is made up of how you think, how you act and how you feel. Mm-hmm. So the present personality who's listening to this show has created their present personal reality called their life. Which means if you want to create a new personal reality then, then on a fundamental level you have to examine the thoughts you've been thinking and see if you want to bring them into your future. Right, And then you've got to choose what thoughts you do want to put your energy behind. What behaviors or habits to keep you connected to the past? And decide what behaviors am I going to demonstrate now? And then the most important element is have to look at the emotions that you've memorized that keep you connected to the past. And then can you teach your body emotionally what that future experience feels like? Give it a taste emotionally. Right. So when we combine a clear intention with an elevated emotion, the research shows that Clear intention with an elevated emotion literally alters matter because thoughts are electric and feelings are magnetic and when you move into a state of being which is how you think and how you feel and you come out of your resting state and you have a physiological energetic change in you, your body's living in that future reality according to the quantum model in the present moment and your body is the unconscious mind doesn't know the difference between the actual experience in your life that creates the emotion and the emotion that you fabricate by thought alone. In fact, your body is believing it's in that event. So you're broadcasting electromagnetically a whole new signature into the field. And what you're saying when you broadcast that signature is, I'm worthy to experience this. Now, here's the caveat to that. You can move into that state of being every day, right. but unless you get your behaviors to match your intentions, you get your actions equal to your thoughts, you get your mind and body working together. It means you have to start making choices and trust in the unseen, trust in the outcome. So you can't move into the spiritual wonderful state and then never make a move, never make a choice, because the moment you do that, what you're really saying to the universe is, "I doubt in the future." Yeah, and most people do that. They they do all these creating. They create their dream boards. They do all that stuff. They never make choices because they don't believe in it. So only gold attracts gold. Lead doesn't attract gold. So you have to move into a state of being. And if you're wanting wealth, you can't be feeling lack. Hmm. You know, if you want joy, you better stop thinking those unhappy thoughts. And that's part of your past. You yeah. can't bring that into your future. And you can't create a new future holding on to the past. It's impossible.
0: Yeah. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Again, I'm just like, my mind is going, oh my God, you know, this tick, tick, tick. Because even when I teach, you know, uh, basic principles of law of attraction, you know, the first step in that process is to be in in a positive vibration before you even start to move into what your intention is, or, Mm -hmm. you know, we we sort of need to be in that that vibration first. I want to talk a little bit about um, the mind body connection. Mm -hmm. You know, you you touched a little bit before about how our biology is a direct reflection of our mind. What do you mean by that?
1: Well, thoughts are the language of the brain, Mm -hmm. and feelings are the language of the body. And how you think and how you feel creates what I call a state of being. Right. So you think a thought, you turn on a set of circuits in your brain that produces a level of mind. You think a happy thought or an abundant thought. Mm -hmm. You turn on different circuits in your brain that produces a level of mind, that part of the brain signals another part of the brain to make a chemical and you begin to feel happy or abundant. The moment you begin to feel that way because your brain is in constant communication with your body, you begin to think equal to how you feel. You think more abundant or happy thoughts. If you think an insecure thought or self-depreciating thought, you turn on a different set of circuits in your brain. It fires in a different sequence, combination and pattern, produces a different level of mind, makes a different blend of chemicals and then you begin to feel unworthy or uh, insecure. Mm -hmm. The moment you start feeling insecure, you're going to think more insecure thoughts. Then you're going to feel more insecure. Then you're going to think more insecure thoughts. Some people do this for 20 or 30 or 40 years. And that cycle of thinking and feeling and feeling and thinking over time conditions the body to memorize that state as well as the conscious mind. The moment the body knows as well as the mind, that's called a habit. The habit is when your body is your mind. So 95% of who we are by the time we're 35 years old set of memorized behaviors, beliefs, perceptions, emotional reactions, attitudes, that function like an automatic computer program. So then you can think positively all you want with the 5% of your conscious mind, but if mm-hmm. you've been feeling negatively for the last 25 years, that's mind and body in opposition. Right. You could create a dream board and you can get all fired up about all that, but if you feel unworthy. You'll never have it because that's mind doing one thing and body doing another. And if the body's become the mind of unworthiness and you're using 5% now and you're feeling 95% unworthy, mind. then you are unconsciously sabotaging your future. Yes. So as the body begins to live in the same cycle of thinking and feeling and feeling and thinking, now the body literally is the mind. It's like you can't consciously remember a phone number. It got to be over thirty-five for this. But you pick up the phone, you walk over to the receiver, you look at the receiver, and all of a sudden your fingers dial the number. Well, how did you do that? You couldn't consciously remember it with your brain, but you practiced it so many times that your body knew better than your brain. Now, ninety-five percent of who we are are those automatic programs in which the body's running the show. So when it comes time to change, a person says, "Oh, I want to be happy," or "I want to be healthy, or "I want to be wealthy," right? Well. They're going to try to think positively, but they've never addressed the thoughts, the behaviors and the emotions of the old self and become so conscious of those unconscious thoughts, so aware of those habits and behaviors, so present in paying attention to those emotions that have defined them in the past, that they would never let those thoughts, behaviors or emotions slip by unnoticed by them again now. That process is the finality of the old self because nerve cells that no longer fire together, no longer wire together. And if you're no longer running the same emotion that's signaling the same gene in the same way, now all of a sudden your body is moving into stasis. And that is the biological, neurological, genetic death of the old self. Now here's the point about that. Here's the old self and here's the new self. Mm. And there's a void between the two. Right. And the hardest part about change is not making the same choice as you did the day before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The moment you don't make that choice, you're not going to feel like yourself anymore. You just stepped into the river of change. Now most people they say, Oh my God, this feels uncomfortable. This feels unfamiliar. Well, that's exactly right. And the moment they feel that we don't feel like themselves, they make the same choice that leads to the same behavior, creates the same experience, and they say, This feels right. No, it feels familiar. Mm-hmm. Stepping out into the river of change and leaving that old self behind is the biological death of the self. Now, most people don't want to sit there, but then if you understood that that's what's happening to you and you can't predict your pain, you can't predict your problems, you can't predict your suffering, but at least you're not your old self any longer, well, the best way to predict your future now is to create it. And if you can become comfortable in the unknown, that's where all possibilities exist. So people just need to understand them science that that is what's happening with them and when you're breaking the chemical continuity of how you're thinking and feeling the body's sending signals back to the brain is telling you you can't do this you're unworthy you know you start tomorrow this doesn't feel right and people listen to those voices that chatter as if it's true but that's just the body as the mind trying to cause us to return back to the old self so to change then is to be greater than the body and you have to literally understand That the body as the mind literally will do everything it can to cause us to return back to the old self. That's greatness though. Now you're alive. Now you're in battle, but not in a battle like you're fighting against yourself. You just understand that that old self is fighting to be back in control because it's been trained that way.
0: Yeah. So is there a process or something that we can do to quickly and easily identify what these Subconscious looks like because most of us are unaware that they 're coming up.
1: yeah because we 're too distracted by our environment yeah <laughs> you 're too distracted by the external world, and so most people don 't want to want to look at how they feel, so there 's a gap between the way we appear to the world and how we really feel inside, and mm-hmm. this is the I- identity, this is the facade, the image that we project to the world, and we know these people, we own these things, we go to these places you know we 've had these experiences, but really we 're doing this so that no one knows how we really feel inside here so I mean, <laughs> we do this in our workshops. We do it. We say, okay, so you're not those emotions that keep you connected to the past. You're not those habits that you keep doing because you see somebody and you react in the same way. You're not the thoughts that, you're, uh, that are a reflection of your past experiences. That's not who you are. So then if you ask yourself every morning, what is the greatest ideal of myself that I can be today? What is the greatest expression? I'm going to live one lifetime today. I'm going to live it well. And you say to yourself, let me become conscious of my unconscious thoughts. Now you just have to sit there with your eyes closed, put your body away, eliminate the environment and lose track of time and all of a sudden, you know, the program will start to running. Now, once you can observe the thoughts, behaviors and emotions it means you're no longer the program. Right. It means you're the consciousness observing the program yes. and you begin to objectify the subjective self. Then the question is, is who's observing the program? That's yeah. who we really are. Now, that process of change is so elemental because most people don't like to light a match in a dark place. But you cannot create unless you come to grips with who you've been up to this point. And then you start asking, If I can become familiar with all the elements of my old self, can I become familiar with all the elements of my new self? What thoughts do do I want to think? How would abundance think today? How would I behave? Now, the moment you start speculating those questions, I call them frontal lobe questions, the moment you begin to ask the what if questions, your brain begins to, the frontal lobe starts to turn on and it begins to select different networks of neurons in your brain that you've either learned or experienced. And it seamlessly pieces them together to create a new level of mind. The moment the brain starts firing in tandem, you get a picture. That's called intention. And if you can remind yourself of who you no longer want to be, and you can remind yourself of who you do want to be, nerve cells that fire together, wire together, and you begin to install the neurological circuits in your brain to look like the experience has already happened. And if you can emotionally embrace the event, teach your body emotionally what it feels like to be noble, to be healthy, to be vital, to be free. Teach it emotionally. Say this is what the future is going to taste like. You're literally signaling new genes in new ways. And if you keep bringing up those thoughts and emotions, it will begin to become familiar to you. Now, the word meditation literally means to become familiar with. That's what the Tibetan translation the symbol means. So as you become familiar with the old self, you become familiar with the new self you are crossing that river of change but the last point about this is that you can't get up as the same person who sat down Right. because if you did nothing happened you have to get up in a different energetic state and when you can move into a new state of being now you're broadcasting a whole new electromagnetic signature Right. but it's not over yet
0: Right. because <laughs> you've got to
1: maintain that modified state of mind and body your entire day Independent of the conditions in your life, independent of the habits and addictions of the body, and independent of time. And if you can, get ready, because something unusual is going to happen in your life. That's the law.
0: Right. So the, the longer we can stay in this this vibration, this this thought process, and and having our actions in alignment with that, as long as we possibly can... The, the higher the chance, well, the higher the probability that we, our reality will change.
1: You're going to run into your reality. Right. It's going to find you. Okay. It's going to seamlessly find you in a way that you would never expect. Yeah. Why does it come in a way you least expect? Because if you can expect it, it's nothing new. It's right. got to rock your world. It's got yeah. to catch you off guard. And it's got to leave no doubt, because we love to talk ourselves out of greatness.
0: Yeah.
1: It's got to leave no doubt that what you did inside of you produced some result outside of you. And when you can correlate the effects in your external world with what you did inside of you, you'll pay attention to what you did and you'll do it again. Mm-hmm. That's called empowerment. Right. And so the question is, does the environment control how you think and feel or does how you think and feel control your environment? Right. Yeah.
0: You know, uh, Dr. Jones, it's been so awesome having you here today. Um, our audience is normally around the 40 to 50-year-old mark. So we, you're talking to an audience that is specifically in this mode where all of a sudden we're, we're sort of waking up and going, okay, well, well I know there's something more. Mm. And, you know, I'm no longer the, you know, the the wife or the mother or uh, those roles aren't um, as prevalent in my, in my world anymore. And they're looking for well, what's next for me. Mm.
1: It's a great, great place to be. Yes. I call it the dark night of the soul, but really, you know, that's that gap. You know, this is what we've kept going for 35 or 40 or 50 years you know Mm -hmm. you you meet people and you tell them the people you know the places you live the things you've Mm -hmm. done the experiences you've had the things you've owned and then you say well i do those things i know those people i've been to those places hey we we got something going here right and so then you hang out with everybody who shares the same neurochemical substrates yeah you do that for a while and all of a sudden now all of a sudden you're not nothing. News happening, and the feeling isn't going away. And all of a sudden the soul's going, wake up! Yeah, come on, wake up! And it's pay attention to this feeling. And then all of a sudden you start breaking all your emotional agreements with all these people. You start saying, you know what? I don't love you. I don't even know what love is. You mm-hmm. know what? What is God? Why am I here? Why am I doing all this yes. for everybody? Yeah. What is my meaning? What is my purpose in life? These are so important because now you're you're letting go of the energy that it takes to hold this all together. And the crisis begins to happen. And now you're getting down to this person who says, I'm empty, I'm insecure, I'm unhappy, and I've been distracting myself from these feelings. I'm afraid to be alone. Now, the soul's going, thank God, because if you don't overcome this emotion, Mm-hmm. You could be the richest person, the most successful person, the most beautiful person, the most popular person. If you haven't overcome, overcome this emotion, you haven't evolved in one lifetime. Yeah. So then as you begin to look at those emotions and you begin to unmemorize them layer by layer, you're closing the gap between how you appear and who you are. And there's an immense release of energy into the field. And now that's available energy yeah. for you to design a new destiny with. So people always say to me, how come the law of attraction... Didn't work for me. And I always say, because you're waiting for your wealth to come to give thanks. Mm. You're waiting for your lover to show up to be happy. That's the old model of reality. Yes. You have to be happy to the degree that your body's already experienced the event. And now you surrender the details to a greater mind and allow it to organize it in a way that's right for you. That's awesome.
0: We have run out of time for today, (laughs) which I knew we would. Um, But if we want to send people somewhere where they can find more about you, and I know you've written several books, um, where can we send them?
1: My website is just drjoedispenza.com, D-R-J-O-E-D-I-S-P-E-N-Z-A.com. We do workshops around the world. Um, We have a corporate model for change that we teach now. Um, There's DVDs, there's meditations, there's um, all kinds of things there, schedules,
0: yeah. Okay, and guys, if you click on the banner to the side, you'll go straight through to uh, Doctors jo- Dr. Joe's site from there. So thank you so much You're for joining welcome, me. You're welcome, Natalie. Now, guys, I encourage you to share this video and all the information in it because it was jam-packed today by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons above. And don't forget, over to the side here, um, there's. A, if you click on the banner there, you can actually go through and download the app so you can now watch all of the inspiration shows on the go um, on your iPad or on your iPhone or Android. Um, And if you haven't done so already, make sure you put your email in the box above there so I can send you the Manifesting with the Master's video e-course, which is valued at $87, and I'd like to send it to you for free. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously, and love without limits. We'll see you soon.